Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. How's it going, everyone? Brennan C. Adams here, and we have... Laura Pestensio. Hello. Yes, and we have a social media strategist, expert, <laughs> badass mofo that is here today, and what we're going to do is I'm going to interview her. I actually just told her we were going to do this, and, well, she didn't have a choice. No, so, <laughs> so we're here to do this, and I'm going to just do a couple shares out, but while I'm getting ready, be sure to share this out. What's up, Saba Ali? How you doing? Hey, you're going to like this one. Alex, what's up? Share this out. Comments and names. We're going to talk some social media strategy. We're going to talk about how, well, her Twitter, 34 million reach. Is that what it is? Something like that. Reach, yes. Yes. Not she's got a, yeah, I mean, you only have like 120,000 followers on Twitter, whatever it is. But right. we're going to talk social media and we're going to talk about some of the things going on. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? And we're going to jump into that. First off, while I'm doing this, Laura, I want to know, what does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? In my life, it means being free to work with whom I want on my schedule in a way that works with my family and makes me feel fulfilled and happy. And I see that a lot of my clients are super interested in having the same freedom. Freedom of time, freedom of location, freedom, really it's time. Not begging anyone for time off when their kids need them. Yeah, <laughs> Free, you, that is a lot like what Kevin Harrington said. Mm -hmm. um, being able to do what you want, when you want, with whom, with you, whom want. you want at all times. And that is powerful because you don't want to have to be doing something you don't want to, especially with people that you don't want to associate with. Yeah, I like that. I like that. How has that changed over your life for in terms of what success is and how you looked at it 10 years ago to where you see success is now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I went to school like everyone else. I went to college. I went to be a teacher. I studied mm -hmm. art education and then criminal justice, embarrassing. So I wanted to serve. Um, I did the National Guard. But success to me was getting a job, keeping a job, providing for my family, maybe being a mom, you know, the normal societal definition of success, I guess. <laughs> Do you feel like you've always been an entrepreneur? Was it all kind of, kind of inside of you, but it took a while before it came out? Yeah, I tried not quite a thousand different jobs but just about i mean i did a, i had four jobs at a time i couldn't decide what i wanted to do I what were the four jobs when you had four jobs at a time what were they <laughs> well they were always changing but the the major ones were well virginia army national guard as a combat engineer and then uh lifeguard and uh let's see what else i was managing a movie theater and working in a camera store where and i was a professional calligrapher and what do you know? Now you're associate producer of the Denver episode for Success in Your City. Yeah. How does that all, it all comes together. And I still, you know, I now I have one profession, but I yeah. still have many jobs within it, I guess. Yeah. Radio show, associate producer of a television show. You, you were, so you were, you're very good at swimming. You have like a record, right? Uh, yeah. What's the record? Well, I don't know which record you're referring to, but it, I went out my last. Which one? I went. I went out my last season undefeated. Personal events, um, relay events, championship events, championship relay events. Wow. Um, so that was exciting, but also after 20 years out of the water, I came back, and my first meet out, I was in the top 15 and 1500 backstroke in my age group as a master swimmer. What, so. what did you learn? Because one thing I've 
I'll give you an example. So I look at athletes. So Shay Hillenbrand was one of the first features in the show and he how he related baseball to other things in life. The the being consistent and the putting the time and work and effort. What is one thing you learn in swimming that you relate to what you do in business? Hmm. I would probably say that you need to show up consistently and practice the way that you want to perform because it's all muscle memory. So if you slack off in practice, then you won't perform well. Mm-hmm. But if you do the right things all the time, then you naturally just do it without having to think about practice it. Practice like you perform. Practice like a champion, and then you become mm-hmm. a champion. Right. I like it. So you are a social media savvy person. Yes. You obviously you have a show that's sponsored. You have you're going to be doing some events coming up soon, mm-hmm. and you're doing a lot with funnels and, and helping I with infusion sell off <laughs> everything else. Let's talk about just your strategy behind creating the funnel and marketing other people. So for example, let's say you were gonna work with a author. Oh, I've never done that before. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, know, right? I, I picked that for a reason. So let's say you're gonna work with an off, author. Mm-hmm. What would be a strategy or kind of just walk through a glimpse of, of helping them to get more speaking gigs because book leads mm-hmm. to speaking gigs and more leads? How would, what would that look like for helping them with creating their system? That's awesome. First I take what is their talent if they actually physically wrote the book themselves and they're an excellent author, they might be a fantastic blogger as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they uh, spoke the book and had it written on their behalf, then they might be better with podcasting or uh, video content or webinars, something spoken. And so we find out what their strength is and play to that. Then that becomes the top of the funnel, mm-hmm. how we get eyeballs to their content. And from there, it's, it's all pretty much the same. Yep. Where we get them into a drip email series, make the offer, get people to download the book, maybe a free chapter. So basically, like, let's say podcasting is their strength Mm -hmm. and they want to create more content, audio content. Mm -hmm. So the podcast show would direct to the, let's say, landing page. Yep. And then from that landing page, there would be a way where they could opt in. Let's say that's where they get a chapter from the book. Chapter of the book. And then once they've got the free chapter, they would want to purchase said book. And then once they've read the book, always there should be an ask in the book to take the next step. So the book would lead to, in most cases, for the speaking gig or maybe the high-end coaching or consulting. Yeah, it's establishing credibility Okay. because now you know there's a subject matter expert because they wrote a book about it. Where do most authors go wrong? What do they do wrong when they create a book but like they don't do anything with it? Yeah, they, they write a book and then they forget to market it. They think, oh, I, I have it. Now everybody will come to me. But that's not the case. You really have to let people know what you're doing need to plan on running some paid ads because traffic isn't free on Facebook. Yeah, you gotta pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, team up with other people who are like in the same circle but not direct competitors so you can promote each other. Yeah. Keep keep this book front of mind for people. I mean, it is a fancy business card. Yeah. It will get you in the door, but before it can do that, people need to know you have it. That's so That's so true. And I think if, if Saba Ali, is, if she was on, I think I was on, Saba wrote a book um, unforgettable by Saba, mm-hmm. and she was only 21, by the way. And wow. she just <laughs> locked in a TED talk. What do you know? Um, anyways, but that was a, a way for her to get more credibility. I have a lot of stories from different people, for friends that have wrote the book because that is their business card. Oh, hey, I'm a best-selling author. Hey, I'm an author of this. And then if you're an author of a book, I always say a real estate agent. I'll give the example. Mm-hmm. You got a real estate agent who's an author, one that's not. Which one would you pick? Most likely, probably the author, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I do also, now that you mentioned best-selling, help people to get that Amazon best-selling list. Nice. Yeah, well, if you do the pre-work and let people know that it's coming and get them excited. And then what would be some quick hacks or strategies for getting a best-seller? 
People forget that your friends and family, they do love you. And if you ask them to buy the book, they, they will. will. They may not read it, but they will buy it for you. <laughs> Yeah. So you ask them on this day and this time to do it, and then you, you set up a drip series that lets them know, do a social campaign, share it onto Facebook, let everybody you know who is ever that you've ever talked to know that you have a book. It, it's a lot of personal interaction. It though. is, it is. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. Like when we're, when I'm launching something, I have like these people I go to that I've worked mm -hmm. with their events. I will literally spend an hour and I'll text each and every one of them, I'll send a hundred texts in like an hour, hour and a half, mm -hmm. and say, hey, here's what I'm doing, here's, I'd love your support, could you go over, give a five-star review, go yep. this. And that results because it's a mm -hmm. personal text and reaction, and once you get 50 or 60 of them to do it, then you can get more. Yeah, and not for the best-selling campaign, but people forget when they're starting out to use this for speaking, that often, if the speaking budget is low, you could say, well, buy 500 of my books for, you know, one for each attendee, and we'll count that as part of your fee. And then, well, then you've sold 500 books. But also you're getting more <laughs> leads out. Like 500 books went to the leads. You exactly. could even put a, in the book, you could put an actual flyer of, hey, for 20% off. You can. Additionally, if it's part of the package and you do print on demand, you can make a special cover that's customized for the event so people remember where they got it and why they have it. It's awesome. <laughs> so we just actually spoke uh, event put on by Erin Sell, Social Media Day Denver. We both spoke there, and she made me think more about Twitter because my Twitter game's not on that well. I do some tweets, but I Your definitely yeah, my Twitter game sucks. She said it, but it did. It does suck. Um, but she maybe opened my mind, wanted to do a tweet because she has reached a lot of people and used Twitter to really. Jumpstart your business Twitter, and Twitter is powerful and reach more people and it's easy <laughs> what so tell me what are the, the main things for leveraging Twitter how it can help you all right one well, to be clear you set it up right it looks amazing then you're just not using it mm -hmm. <laughs> so the thing about Twitter is it is the absolute best place to meet influencers or experts in your industry you want to connect with without making it weird no, I'm making it weird. Because yeah. you can follow anyone on Twitter, and they're not going to say, who are you? Do I know you? Why are you following me? Do you know my mom? Like, why are you here? Yeah. Um, if you just try to connect with someone on Facebook instantly, they're like, stalker. Yeah. You know, or they just block you and delete you, and you'll never see them again. That happens. So on Twitter, anybody can follow anybody, unless it's private, in which case, why are you there? Go away. Um, <laughs> but you can follow anyone, and then you start replying to their if they ask a question answer it reply retweet act like a human being you know interact with them and then after a while they'll recognize your name so if you meet them in an event they'll recognize it um, in the meanwhile you could also say on linkedin hey we've had a relationship on twitter i'd like to connect here and they always say yes if you've been a normal human on twitter yeah you're building rapport with them you are you know i, I will say i've used twitter for getting on news channels because getting blogs or or Contacting TV producers, they're actually on Twitter. That's a big part. Media where they're PR people love Twitter. Why is that? Because you can instantly tell if someone claims to be influential or if they actually have the potential to be influential. For example, um, after a while, people were listing me on social media as social media experts, social media, Twitter. Like they have lists. And if other people are adding you to their list, that says they think you're influential and you have nothing to do with it. And then now, if you look at my list, a lot of people have listed me as an influencer when I was like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. it's true. I have built up uh, my expertise for long enough that people consider me an influencer, which means that I am. 
but so other people will tap you before you necessarily recognize it yourself. <laughs> there, so I look at the list, having the list of top influencers and everything else. I've been on a lot of them, and but some of it. Are curious. Some are well, some. So some I've been where they didn't tell me they just put me in, which I love. But right. also, there's having relationships with certain people. Mm -hmm. They will put you on because like they it's, want it's to a, do a favor for you. List. Yeah, some friends list. We wear pink, you know. Yeah. So there is ways to hack the system, but then there's the point where people actually they just put you on it because somebody votes you. They just like your right. work. That's a loyal fan. Which is why the media wants to look at your Twitter and see how many times you're listed because it's a regular human. They're not paid to do it. it they have no skin in the game. They're just saying, oh, this person's an influencer and they put you on the list. So if you're listed that way a lot, then they know that's how people perceive you. And it's, that helps them. It's, so you need to build a loyal fan base. You need to add value to your audience. So what are some of the things you do for Twitter that you tweet out? Well, it depends on which account. <laughs> I have five. I'm a dork. But my primary account for social setting, I, I share out 70-20-10 um, as my content mix. And it used to be 70% curated content and mm -hmm. then 20% my content and 10% promotional. Now it's 70% my content, 20% curated, and 10% promotional. Nice. Because... People start to expect that once you've been tapped as an influencer, they want more of you. Yeah. But I share useful, valuable things that have to do with entrepreneurship, business growth, and specifically online marketing, um, and then occasionally Apple News. Apple News. I'm an Apple geek. I love all the Mac stuff. I love that. But only, only if it's something super interesting, Apple related. Mostly, it's just entrepreneur and business growth. Well, good. I, I'm going to go back and, and listen and watch this because I want to really step up my Twitter game. Uh, let's make a transition. So you okay. have a, a show, yep. radio show, which you're going to relaunch into a podcast. What, what's the show called? The Social Savvy Geek Show. The Social Savvy Geek we Show. keep it simple. So you keep it simple. What, what are some main things that you teach on that show that people would want to tune into? It's all the things you would need to create a fully functional marketing system within your organization. So mm -hmm. who was your avatar? What channels should you market to them on? Um, who is going to actually do the work, your systems and structure? And then we go into um, your building of your funnel. What are your offers? What is your messaging? Um, a few more key components like that. Really make sure that you're talking to the right people in the way, at the right time, in the right place, so that they get from awareness to sale. So what? What? There's many systems out there for funnels. What is the system that you use for doing funnels? Infusionsoft. <laughs> yeah, that was Infusionsoft. Tell me why is that better than other things out there? Tell me the benefits of Infusionsoft. Okay, well, I work primarily with speakers, authors. <laughs> coaches who are influencers and they have specific services products to sell mm -hmm. and Infusionsoft has been known for quite some time as kind of like Cadillac service for those people because it's got the best email service provider and it's so customizable which also makes it a little bit confusing if you go into it by yourself and you're not super tech savvy mm -hmm. um, but if you go in with a guide and a coach someone like me you can say oh here's your funnel now let's put these pieces in then it becomes a more easily and functional system. You, I mean, you have a system in place. Like she actually can show you the exact system of how to do it right. Yes. So it's not like okay, I get infused stuff and what I do with it. No, I provide the system. base funnels, and then yeah. we're just plugging in your information and your messaging. But it's already ready to go. See, that's what I wonder. I just like, hey, hire you. You do it. That I don't have to think about it because I mean. When you get think about the whole gist of it, like so many people have things going on, why not just have the expert do it? Right. Well, and so sometimes people will say, well, I have it, but I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like giving a 15-year-old a Ferrari and just <laughs> looking at the keys and saying, okay, 
That's not a good idea. No, it's not. But if you gave someone who had just been through driving school and had their license and you get in a seat with them and then they've got like a nice, I don't know, BMW and you're yeah. sitting there with them, teaching them how to use it and you've already taught them, it's so much easier. I agree with you. So, <laughs> so you, you obviously, you know the Twitter, you know doing like the social media infusion stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of, as we get to the end here, okay. I want to ask you, because you've learned a lot, you've, I mean, we just spoke together that you blew my mind away and everybody else there, <laughs> and we had fun at Social Media Endeavor, it great event, fun. you better be there next year. Um, but what I want to ask you is what would be your top three tips advice, I ask this when I do a show. Your top three tips, advice to anybody out there that is looking to have success. And you just okay. think of like, if you're going to encompass, you're going to die tomorrow and you want to share this with the world so they can have, live a life of success. Mm-hmm. What are your top three tips? Pick one thing first and do that. You can't do all the things right now. You mm-hmm. have to pick one and focus on it and make that work and then you can branch out. And that applies, the second thing would be when creating funnels, create something that it functions get it right, make it work, then you can fancy it up later. People get very ambitious and they're like, I want all this and it looks like um, like a military electrical grid flowchart for all the things and you're like, okay, you can have that, but let's start with this one little piece and get people from the interwebs to your telephone. Mm -hmm. Once that's working, then we can add other things. Um, People want to go- Pick one thing at first. (laughs) Yeah, pick one thing and then create a funnel around that one thing that worked. And then I guess the third thing would be, I mean, it's really just a general life rule, but always do the right thing. Like if it's not a win for you, a win for the people you're working with, then just don't do it. It's not worth it. Your integrity. Yeah, well, it's more It's more than that. You could take the wrong client in, a, in integrity, but it's not going to be a good working relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, then take control and work with people who are a good fit and everybody's going to be happy as well as served. Make it a win-win. Make so, it win-win. So like you pick one thing, you go with it, knock it out of the park, right. create the system around that, but then also make it a win-win because I mean, we've all probably had those clients, customers that were a pain in our ass, yeah. which was not fun. And then it, it affects our personal life, which yeah. affects our time and our energy, which yeah. is just sure stupid. It doesn't matter how much money you person. It's just it's a bad fit for yeah, you. find the right people you want to work with. But once you obviously figure out, you know, working with speakers and, and coaches and authors, you know kind of who you're catering to. But once you know who your target market is, your avatar makes it easier. Exactly. I was in this conversation another with another person yesterday, but we were just saying they won't use my calendar link. We're back and forth in the emails. We say schedule here and they won't do it. I've come to the point where that's a deal breaker. <laughs> I mean, if you can't, if you, you can't, you almost like, gotta train your potential clients. Like, if you follow this, like, we'll do business mm-hmm. together, but if you're not gonna go by my rules, right. then we're not gonna work together. And I do offer, like, if this is hard, I'm happy to walk you through it once so they don't have to be like, oh, I don't know how to use it, and they don't wanna admit it. Mm-hmm. But I could send them a video how to use it. It's just a link, and you pick a time, it's not difficult. How can you screw that up? Well, there are some people who are not tech savvy at all, who literally don't know how to use it, and that's okay. But if you'll show them and they still refuse, sorry, <laughs> moving on down the road, buddy. I'm not for you. <laughs> so if you want to work with her, you got to know that you got to schedule a link. You got to go to the link and schedule. Otherwise, she's but, not going to work with you. But it's not on my calendar. It won't happen. That's just the way it is. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to work with you to hire you, where could they find you, Laura, and oh. just follow you? You could find me on all the social places at Social Savvy Geek. Whatever your favorite is, unless it's Snapchat, I'm not real there. But. <laughs> 
Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you want to connect with me directly, you can go to socialsavvygeek.com and amazingly, there's a little pop-up that will allow you access to my calendar. Look at that! <laughs> so you heard it here. This has been a great time talking Twitter, talking social media, talking infusion stuff with Laura. And I highly suggest you check out what she's got to go on. Follow her. And this has been, I turn this into a Denver Baller series. So you're one of the Denver Ballers that interviewed <laughs> right. here in the city. Uh, congrats on your success. Exciting to be working with you Thank further. You. And I'm excited for your show. Yes, so excited for the show. She's involved with the show for Success Your City in Denver, which we're filming here in three days. Yeah. Three days. Holy Monday. 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 We're starting to film. So that's happening. If you have not followed it yet, go to successinyourcity.com. And as always, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there. Create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. Sure. I'm Bernice Adams. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.